Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by the number one AD in the entire country, Mr. Dave Hickey. Hello, Dave. Hi, Mike. How you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. First of all, I was just thinking about this last night. You can make a very good case that Tommy Lloyd should be the coach of the year for the second year in a row nationally. What are your thoughts on that? And can we make this happen? (laughs) My thoughts are, why not? Uh, Absolutely. Tommy's doing another great job this year. And uh, I'm glad to have a high caliber coach and a high caliber guy like Tommy leading our program. So, you know what? Like Tommy would always say, just let's just go play the next game. We'll see where all this thing lands at the end. And, just focus on the next one. And, you know, if you keep doing that and you keep winning a few games, good things seem to happen. So. All right. All right, Dave, before we get to some other stuff, I just want you to know people to know out there, you had a lot of content. You knew a lot of people around the Gonzaga program over the years, growing, or, you know, just coming up, you just kind of, you know, just kind of briefly share some of those names, who those people are. Well, I, you know, I, I had, uh, there's an interesting the traces back to my days in Michigan and, really Michigan State, um, connections through the great Michigan State era that kind of came out of with Judd Heathcote that came out of Eastern Washington, uh, mm-hmm. a name that many people will remember. Judd was uh, the guy who took mad, got Magic Johnson to go to Michigan State and onto the NCAA tournament, and the Larry Bird, great battle and all of that. Um, an assistant there uh, in Don Munson was, uh, was, was, you know, we lived in the same neighborhood. All right. Neighborhood is Don and his family and Judd Heathcote and their family. We all went to high school together. Um, I went to high school with with Dan Munson, Don's son, mm-hmm. who was the coach at Gonzaga. Right. Uh, but again, tentacles to back to Judd and and Don and um, some of the coaches that were there prior. Um, obviously, you know the people around the Gonzaga program. So knew that Mark Few when I was at Oregon. Mark Few was was a, a GA and an assistant coach, and he's from the Eugene area. So again, Newmark and just stayed connected. Watch how that program has developed. The, the Leon young, Rice, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Leon Rice was a, is, a, is a friend of mine who's now a head coach at Boise State. Leon was on the staff there with Mark. So again, lots of lots of pieces. And you know, through the years, when you when you see each other at Final Fours and you're together and you get to know those people, I, I just have always followed the program. Thought they've just done an excellent job. You know how they've come to their strength now in the West and. Uh, you know, that was, right. that was important. So just knew a lot about it. I knew who Tommy Lloyd was. Uh, I, I have a tendency to look at the head coach, but also look at what his staff and what's going on and see how that has developed through the years. And obviously Mark's had a lot of continuity and consistency in his staff, um, but uh, good stuff. It's all good stuff. And, um, and that, you know, so that opens some doors. It gives you some opportunities to have conversations and learn more about, and that's what I did. Learned a lot more about Tommy. All right. Now let's talk about the NIL here before we get to conference and uh, TV deals and all that. Um, I have so many people ask me, say, you know, Arizona seems to be doing pretty well with the NIL. Jed Fish always makes a point. He said, you know, listen, we want to make sure that our guys are taken care of. We want to give them the opportunities. With Arizona, what is the NIL for you guys and how might it differ, you know, maybe than some schools that are just essentially throwing out money? Yeah, I think we've taken a very intentional approach to our NIL program. You know, we want to have our student athletes, especially our football and basketball program, to have, you know, those student athletes have the opportunity to monetize their name, their image, their likeness, to be exposed, to to put together business deals. Again, as I said, we were intentional to begin with developing a really good platform, an educational platform, so that when 
young men and young women want to do something, they have the resources here on our campus inside of our athletic department to give them guidance, to, to provide them, you know, the, the tools that they need to make agreements, to understand what agreements are all about. Right. Uh, and then really we've, we've further developed, obviously, and we want to, you know, we're involved in, you know, really three different collectives that help our programs, both on the basketball football side and all of our sports. You've seen some of our recent developments with women's sports, some all sports deals. Um, so again, it's a comprehensive approach. Um, we're not a, you know, we're not a money bucket. We're not just trying to, to do it that way. We still have a culture. We have a team environment. We have a program environment. Um, everyone shares in this. Yes, there's opportunities for people to, again, to, to make some, some money to help them and help their families, quite frankly. That's what right. our program is about a lot. Not, we do not get into the um, into inducing or recruiting through it or any of those types of things. It doesn't happen here. Um, I think some of that is sensationalized out in the market right. for other purposes, just to bring attention to say, hey, wow, what could happen if if maybe a program was doing that or, or maybe I want to go there. It brings a lot of splash. Uh, but Jed and, and Tommy, you know, and Adia, all, all of our coaches have done a nice job with it. So in, in whole, it's a, it's a it's a very important component. Name, image and likeness is here. It's not going to go away. We embrace it as a program. We do it the right way. We have great relationships and communication with our collectives appropriately. Um, and uh, we feel, you know, those are and run by folks who are Arizona Wildcats, too. Right. They have an appreciation. They don't want things to go wrong and they want it to be a benefit for these student athletes. Um, not something that changes the whole landscape of what college athletics is all about. What if somebody wanted to donate or let's just say the average person says, you know what, I'd like to be able to, you know, give something right there. How, how would they go about doing that? Well, again, uh, there's a number of opportunities to do that. And again, you know, a little bit of this is we're still raising money and we want people to support our program internally for facilities, for operational expenses, for scholarships, all of the great things that we're doing already. The name, image, and likeness is a new opportunity, and it's one that I, I hope our fans will look for a way to become engaged in as well, above and beyond what they're doing in those other areas, because we still have to pay the bills. But, you know, we have the Friends of Wilbur and Wilma that's very well known out there. Right. Um, it, it's really a, an opportunity you can connect through our staff, through our development team. Um, we have materials, you know, connection points on our website. You can go right to Friends of Wilbur and Wilma and get connected uh, and, and and look for ways. How, how can I do things? You know, there's a lot of different ways to do this um, versus just straight uh, contributing dollars to it, um, signing up for memberships, uh, kind of some monthly things that might be a little bit more affordable, you, you might say, or a way to just get right. involved and dip your toe into it. So lots of ways for fans to do that. And, uh, you know, you can start again, you can start in the athletic department and we can kind of uh, feed you out to the right channels. Um, or again, jump right in there and search for Friends of Wilmer and Wilma and you'll be right on board. All right. I've had so many people ask me about the latest on the West Side renovations for U of A football in the stadium. Anything new on that front? I, I think, you know, again, we want to do something on the West Side. Um, I think it's well known. I, I love facilities. I love facility enhancement. Want to do that. Um, we don't have anything sitting here right now. It's a very, very difficult, challenging number. Uh, to do something, but uh, we want to try to improve the West side. So we're looking at some new modified plans uh, that we might do some, again, in some really multiple phases before right. we looked at maybe a phase one, phase two. But, uh, you know, if you want to go into that West side, we start to talk about, you know, a 200, $300 million number. And right. that's a big number. 
Um, sometimes you can build new stadiums for that, you know, in a right. way. Uh, but that's what's going to take because of the age of the facility, the current structure of the facility. Our really unique footprint creates some tremendous challenges. We just we're going up at a very steep. We can't go back out and build behind. We are very much uh, tied to what we are and, and land. You're kind of landlocked right there. We, we really are. And, and again, we love our location. There's nothing wrong with that. It just presents some challenges. We want to address that west side, and um, it'll be a focal point as we move into a, um, a new capital campaign. So right. uh, we're going to start to talk about it a little bit more. Again, we, we're still dealing with coming out of the COVID uh, experience, uh, some of the challenges budgetarily with that. Uh, this new you know, name, image, and likeness that has come into the world. Uh, with with the the pressures of how and, and the involvement of fans, um, what we're currently doing, uh, we need to pay those bills. So there's a lot going on, and we're we're taking some time to step back a little bit again and, and evaluate it. But uh, it's a priority. The west side of the stadium is a priority. All right. Ever since UCLA and USC announced that they were going to leave the conference, basically every everybody everything that every uh, Arizona fan wants to know is what's the status of the Pac-12 going forward? What's the status of you know working on a TV deal? Uh, got any updates on that? Still working through it? What's going on? Still working through it. I'd say no updates. We have we have ten really solid members who are work continue to work together, uh, stand locked in arms to to put together the best um, media package, television package, whatever you want to call it. Um, rights package that will will uh, place the Pac-12 where it should be. And we are the Pac-12, maybe going to pack to 10 members, but still called the Pac-12. And, and who knows, maybe we'll look at additional membership as we go forward. The first key is what will be that media package coming out of the you know quarter four and moving into quarter one here uh, for these media companies it, quarter four was not you know a good good moment for uh, for whatever you want to you know, the Apple's Amazon's Disney, right. some of these uh, people that are active, very active in interest in our packages, um, you know, they need to let things settle, figure out where they are. Um, and I think, well, I think we'll be in a good spot and I think it's coming to a close. I, I think it's going to be sooner than later. Uh, time has always been on our side, but I do think now time is becoming a little bit more of a critical factor. We need to put this in place. And I know there's been a lot of conversations, discussions. We met as a group uh, just recently, the athletic directors and presidents, um, everyone, again, no, no, no one, uh, no one stood up and said, I'm out. No one stood up and said, I'm not going to do this. Um, hey, again, Mike, we've talked about this. The Pac-12 conference, the Pacific 12 conference, the tradition, the history, the, the legacy. This is a great property. This is a right. huge and, and significant property in the Western market. Um, we're not going to walk away from that. And I think there's great value in that. And let's see what we can put together. All right. What would you say? Because Arizona, you know this. Obviously, football pays the bills, but Arizona, you know, basketball really kind of runs the city. Um, you, a lot of Arizona fans are looking at it and they're terrified about you know the future of a Pac-12 without the LA schools. They look over at the Big 12 and they see you know so many different teams that are ranked in the top 15, and they're just wondering, well, why wouldn't Arizona, being a basketball school, want to join the best basketball conference out there? What would you say to that? Well, again, we have to evaluate everything. Certainly. Uh, it, when you step away and just look at it, that might be, oh, I'd be neat. I could watch those games. We could compete against those teams on a more regular basis. Um, you know, but what drives this is your media package. Right. We have to make a decision that if we're going to go, that it's it's a better financial deal that we can you know put together. Um, and, and let's be this is no discredit to basketball at all. And basketball right. is really important. These are football driven discussions. That's what really moves the needle and truly, truly 
values your media package. It's a nice component to have, but basketball doesn't move the needle in any way like football does. And so it's that conversation. Um, look, great basketball, and I think it ebbs and flows from year to year, and certainly the Big 12 has got some outstanding teams in it. Um, you know, I, I like our position. I, I'm, we're going to lose two members that have – that think it's better to go somewhere else. I still think our league can be really successful and very positive. And we could do some other things maybe to bring some people in from a basketball perspective. Um, look, we're going to always value basketball here. That's an important part of any decision that we would make, um, but it's not a sole basketball decision. So I don't know. I, I hope that makes a little bit of sense and, and I'm happy to expound on it more if you want. How much of it is academics as well? Because uh, I think a lot of people are confused because, again, granted, you know, the Pac-12 has a lot of prestigious universities in it. But, you know, the average fan a lot of times just looks at it from an athletic standpoint. How much of it is academic fit as well as along as long with athletic fit? Well, again, you have 10 different members and, and cu different cultures and different um, standards at their universities, different visions of what they who they like to align with. But, you know, again, traditionally, this has been a very, very strong academic conference. So the profile of those universities, those institutions, those programs that you might say, hey, let's let's bring them in or let's expand our league and, and, and bring them in. You know, it's important that they fit, that they fit with the overall landscape of the conference. Now, I'm not saying that academics is number one, but academics has always been something we've touted. and We've been very, very proud of. We have some of the greatest universities, great in high level research institutions. Remember, conferences are about athletics. But it's really a, it helps with the collaboration of all those other universities. It brings them together in a unique right. way. Athletics does for great academic alignment, for great academic, you know, uh, collaboration and consultation and partnerships um, and alignment. So that really pr helps you the profile of your university. So those are considerations. They're important ones. Uh, it's also important where we can be very best. We can be athletically too, and be competitive as a league and nationally. Is there a timeline for when you would all like to have a TV deal done? You know, whether is you know, quarter one, quarter two, is there, you know, is there any kind of a footprint right there? I, I don't think there's a, a hard deadline. Okay. We don't have a right. stake in the ground to set by in, in, you know, in two weeks we have to have this. Right. Um, again, I, I think we all would like uh, our leadership. Everyone would like it to be sooner than later. I think now you, you, know, you can't wait for a, a year. We, we, there's right. things that need to take place. Now you're starting to roll into, other negotiations that are going to be going on with, you know, the NBA and, you know, major league sports and, and golf and other things that impact uh, the timeline and the dollars available for sports and the commitments that different networks will have. So I, I think we're still in a, in a, a mode where, you know, Hey, would it be 30, 60, 90 days? Yeah. That, that's kind of feels right. I don't think that there's a say, saying that, if, Hey, if we don't have it done in 60 days, it's a failure. Um, every day, I know people are working on this from our leadership group um, to have conversations to kind of move the ball forward. In a, you know, consistently. So the one question I get before uh, we move on to a, a couple more topics, uh, the one question I get a lot about is with streaming is, does that eliminate the channel surfer then? Because, you know, if it's primarily a streaming service, then a lot of people, there's a 25 second buffer to get back from TV to streaming. Does that hurt the average viewer or is that big picture? Does that help because more people are moving to streaming? Yeah, I, again, I think those are things you have to evaluate. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm all over the place trying to, and sometimes it is hard. It's not as easy point click. You know, you know, hey, I can put it into my favorites and just rapidly move through that. 
I guess we all just need to buy six TVs now. We have, <laughs> we have six right? going. I, I, you know, I, I mean, s- streaming is going to be a big component of what we do, whether that's, you know, again, the direct to consumer opportunity is going to be where this is headed in the future. We still value highly a, a, a more traditional, as sometimes it's called over the air or the traditional cable delivery. Um, that you know, ESPNs or the networks can provide. Right. Those are great anchors. Those are great values. Again, those kind of those subscribers to those that delivery mechanism is going down. That you know, the future is not, it's not stable. That, that continues to go down, and it's going to kind of hit a, a level. And we we have to be in that other market, the the streaming market, or whatever you want to call it. And you know, people talk about it, the Amazon or the ESPN Plus or whatever. I think more people are used to that. It does right. create some present some challenges. I think on the technical side, those those enterprises, those those you know companies are looking for ways to make it easier for the viewer too. So we will come together at some point where it will be easier for the viewer. I want to be in the best place we can be for the future, from a monetary standpoint, a delivery standpoint. So our fans, I know that distribution and delivery to fans is important, especially important here where we struggled for it for years. Right. In our state and around the country, quite frankly, um, you know, it has been shown that a lot of people go to a, you know, are, are becoming much more comfortable with a streaming service. It's hard to go from game one to game two really quick. I get right. that right now. Um, you know, is there a way that you could stack all of that and you could navigate the Pac-12? Is it that you want to go from a Pac-12 to a Pac-12 game or is it you're saying, no, I, I want to watch our game and then bounce over to, you know, the, the, the game in the SEC and then come back and then. Right. Right. That's that's maybe a different conversation. But, yeah, we you know, we're all learning how to how to uh, get our stuff a little bit differently and how to deal with that. So how in or in Oregon and Washington have been bandied about a lot, a lot of reports, you know, both saying both way. How important can the can the conference survive without those two schools? I don't think there's you know, we don't have any intention of not being a conference with those two institutions. I think we want to be there. We have 10 great institutions that are committed to each other um, and making this the best league it can be and even better league. I'm disappointed that some people decided that they wouldn't collaborate and come together with the membership and build a better widget, so to speak, a better company, but yet just quickly move and go somewhere else. I I think that's short sighted. What is the deal? What's the deal? I've had so many people ask me this too. Is there any way that you could keep the uh, Arizona UCLA rivalry going in the future? Obviously, it takes two to tango right there, but it's such a special rivalry just from a regional and nostalgia. Is that something that could possibly be in the works? Uh, hey, no doubt. There's great tradition and history with that rivalry. The, by right. far, the two premier um, basketball programs in the West, a couple of the very best in the country. Uh, so there's value in that. We understand that. And, you know, we'll evaluate that when. You know, maybe when the dust settles a little bit, when everybody feels a little bit better about each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a it's been a hard. It break. makes sense, right? It's been a hard break, and you know, right. it, it's hard to just go, "Hey, everything's good, and let's go do this." And I understand right. fans want to say do that. I understand it's good competitively. It's good for an RP, you know, RPI or a net rate number. I, I got all that, and uh, if we can w- work to to do some of those things, we'll do that. I think there's going to need to be some time that we heal both right. sides. Right. All right, Dave. Before we let you go. Um, uh, you and I have talked about this a lot off, uh, you know, off script. But and I get you had nothing to do with this, so certainly not blaming you. But 
Is there any way that we can change the uh, jersey requirements for hanging over McHale? Um, we talked about it before, but uh, Damon Stoddard to me is one of the two or three best players in school history. I think he's the reason that Arizona became point guard U, became sexy in that manner. Is there any way that we can maybe uh, loosen the restrictions a little bit there? Well, hey, we have a, a, a historical and traditions committee, a group that works uh, on these issues, whether that's the Hall of Fame, our Ring of Honor, um, our retired jerseys, uh, the way we honor the great athletes across the board. Um, and we continue to look at those and try to refine. I think we've, we've taken a shot at that with our Ring of Honor, which, by the way, did you know, you know, last night, what, what a mm-hmm. night with Al Fleming going up. Right. Uh, obviously, Al's not with us anymore, with his family there. The all-time scoring record in McHale, mm-hmm. 41 points. You know, and Tabellus almost last night almost broke it. You know, what what a night, an interesting night as he goes up in the in the rafters. But but yeah, you know, we'll we'll look at that. Obviously, Damon's one of the all time greats. We've had great players here. Um, there, there's always a a tough decision on why what what's that little thing that gets someone to to right. move to that. But I I always challenge the group to to look at it and clearly is that really where we should be? And so um, I'm never going to say never. And I think that uh, things change through the years. Some of the honors and the recognitions and the way it was determined, you know, aren't real consistent always with maybe modern day or past. Right. You can't say just because something happened now isn't as accomplished as someone that happened in the fifties or sixties when, when they were one of the great players. So I think we have to take it in totality, look at it as a full body of work. Oh, it must be basketball season, full body of work. Um, but, you know, and, and really evaluate that. So, Mike, I'd, I'd never say never. And I think we're going to we want to put the best players that we've ever had uh, up in that arena so that people can see that. All right, Dave, I'm going to let you sign off here and I'll get all the reads in. But I want to say one thing. Your hires have made my job so much easier. Jed Fish, Tommy Lloyd, the energy, the success. And again, it, he won't get the National Coach of the Year because they generally don't go back to back like that. But if all things are being equal, You've got a guy right now. You hired a guy right now. It should probably be two for two right there. So, again, on behalf of all U of A fans, appreciate all these hires. And can I get a back the A before you sign off? Well, hey, we've got good people. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it's we're all in this thing together. You know, I think, again, all of us, fans, everyone, we're in this thing together and uh, uh, really proud of our coaches. So, again, that's great, and they're doing really good things. Our job is to support them give them the resources and really make it work uh, across the board. And that that's great. But they're, they're wonderful people. They love Tucson. They love this program. And that makes it, that makes it nice for all of us. I think right. when we, when we work together in that way. Um, but yeah, Hey, bear down, go cats back the A. <laughs> My guy. I appreciate you, Dave. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, buddy. All right. Thanks Mike. All right. That's the great Dave Hickey right there. And that's the fun part about this job right here is being able to interview people like Dave Hickey, who I consider a friend. And, uh, you know, I think he was pretty candid right there with where Arizona, you know, athletics is right now and where the, uh, you know, the conference, you're not committing to anything, but you're also looking around. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, I thought the Four Peaks were the uh, the big men at the U of A. You would be right. But at the same time, though, it's the official brew of PHNX Sports. You can get it up in Tempe, or you can get it at the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties as well. Hint, hint, hint. Check it out right there. And uh, ch- uh, check out show notes and link in the description. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. 
Here's the deal. You can put down five bucks and get up to $200 in free plays. That simple, that easy. Again, 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They will get you all taken care of. And you know what? Honestly, that's where you want to be right there. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. I would pick uh, Arizona to cover against the University of, uh, or excuse me, against Oregon State. uh, So again, check it out, show notes, and the link in the description. All right. Now, regarding the conference right here, I, you know, I disagree. Listen, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Dave. Everybody out there knows if you watch this show for five seconds that, you know, um, that I, th- I think he's been great for the U of A. I disagree a little bit with him. I do think that the uh, the Big 12 offers a little bit more um, stability, uh, it, especially from a basketball perspective, as we pointed out. But at the same time, Dave also made the point that basketball revenue-wise doesn't move the needle the way that football does. So I do get that. Um, I do think that there needs to be a deal done here pretty quickly. If there's not a deal done here, then I think you start to you know worry a little bit about what's taken so long. And like Dave said, this wasn't a great quarter for or you know the past for you know Amazon for a lot of the different streaming services. So you know it's um I have a fly keeps flying in here. Um, but you know that's just kind of the way it is right there. So um. But again, I think Arizona is doing this from a position of strength, um, being that they will always have an option. Again, I'm going to tell you again, they're always going to have an option to join the Big 12. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't have any inside information on that. But, you know, it looks like you do want to try to make things work with the pack. But the longer that it goes on, the more that you wonder what exactly is that next deal right there. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people really know. In, but again, that's why I think it's good to have Dave Hickey, people like that are in making the decisions. Now, let's talk a little bit about what these coaches mean, though, going forward. But two things first, the uh, Mountain Mikes. Now, I am not Mountain Mike. Many people might think that I'm Mountain Mike. I'm not. But Mountain Mike's pizza is something that I could never come up with because it's fantastic. Go check it out. Oracle and Wetmore. Um, great pizza. You can also many times get them at the tap and bottle watch parties. Hint, 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 tap and bottle watch parties. Love to see you down there. February 11th, um, we'll be down there. Uh, watch party. Uh, a lot of people come down there. It's fun to yell at the screen. It's fun to yell at the TV and uh, root on the cats because, again, uh, things are at an all-time high right now. So, again, Mountain Mike's Pizza and Tap and Bottle, the Tap and Bottle Watch Parties. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. All right. Now, look at it from an Arizona perspective right now. You've got a team in the Wildcats that, quite frankly, I thought we're going to take a step back. Um, I did not see them being able to compete at the high or at the highest level when you lose Benedict Mathurin, when you lose Christian Coloco, when you lose Dalen Terry, but they've been able to do it. And that's what's been really impressive about it. They've been able to do it. And I didn't see that one actually playing out. Um, and that's why, again, I would vote Tommy Lloyd for national coach of the year. Because with all due respect, we love Pella Larson. We love, uh, you know, a lot of these guys. But Courtney Ramey is not Dalen Terry. Pella Larson is not Benedict Matherin. As much as we love Umar Ballo, he's not Christian Coloco. So the fact that they've been able to win these games in this manner without missing a beat has been very, very impressive on Tommy Lloyd's part. I'm putting it down right here. I'm back in the A. Tommy Lloyd, National Coach of the Year right there. All right. Um. And with football, we'll get to in just a second right here. But like I said, illegal Pete's, if you're young or heck, if you're old, 
And uh, you probably know about Illegal Pete's. It's a high-energy place down by the U of A. Great food, great prices, you name it, they got it. Check out Illegal Pete's. Um, again, you can go to the one in Tempe, root against ASU, or come to the one at U of A and root for the better squad right there. Again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. And more furniture, morfurniture.com. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what's different about you? Uh, more furniture? More furniture is different because you've got all makes and models. I sound like a car, but that's when you know you're doing something well. All makes and models, uh, prices, and they've got stuff for very tall people, small people, you name it. They redid the entire PHNX studios. A lot of tall people in there. And you know what? They're all comfortable. Everybody loves it. MORfurniture.com. All right, everybody. Really love, appreciate all of you hopping on right here and appreciate Dave Hickey. Tried to get to as many questions as we could right there. Um, obviously, time's a little bit limited, but this will be up shortly. As always, back the A. We will be back with you tomorrow on the post-game show. And Sunday, we got Lamont Lovett coming on to talk some U of A football. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.